This podcast is brought to you by Bet Rivers. Download the Bet Rivers app from the App Store or Google Play Store. Must be 21. Available in Ohio only. Void where prohibited. Terms and conditions apply. Gambling problem? Call 1-800-GAMBLER. Sports gaming is provided in partnership with Dayton Real Estate Ventures, LLC, DBA, Hollywood Gaming at Dayton Raceway. If you're a tennis fan, you'll love betting weekly game bet match on the Bet Rivers Network. Whether you're a better or just love tennis, you'll enjoy the in-depth analysis each week of the tennis calendar. Subscribe to Game Bet Match today from your favorite podcast provider. You're listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network. I'm Nigel Seeley, and as usual, I'm joined by the excellent tennis betting journalist, Mr. Sean Calvert. Sean. I'm Chris. We're recording this at seven o'clock on uh, on Saturday evening, and we've just sat through three and a half hours of a an epic tennis match between Novak Djokovic and Carlos Alcaraz. Well, where do we start on that? Well, it, it was the first match that that told us that Djokovic is is back to something like his his best form, isn't it? Um, you know, he was. I said last week on this show, I didn't I didn't fancy him to win Madrid, but on on the basis of everything we'd seen from him in the in the previous few weeks. Um, including in Belgrade when he when he was bageled in the final set by by Rublev, um, wasn't convinced after the first two two um, matches here, which were very poor efforts from Montfils and her cash uh, against him. Um, and, and today, a completely different player, in my opinion, from from what we've seen in the last in the last couple of months, well, last few weeks certainly. Uh, could have won it against Alcaraz. It was a toss of a coin match in the end, wasn't it? Um, but yeah, great to see him back and. Obviously, a great a great match for the neutral, fabulous match, and and great for Alcaraz, obviously, to get uh, get get through there. It's quite funny from the angle you've coming it from there. You've coming it saying that Novak Djokovic is back to some kind of his best after what has been a an indifferent few weeks. But I'm sure the newspapers tomorrow, the back pages, and all the uh, everyone will be talking about Alcaraz, and uh, you know there'll be a lot of people who'll be looking at that game thinking that could be a turning point in men's tennis. Now, you know, you, Alcaraz could be starting favourites for tournaments. We're going to come on to the odds. And the Italian Open very shortly, but Italian Masters yeah. shortly. But uh, do you think it's sort of a, a change of the guard now at the, the top end of the tennis betting? I mean, Sitsipas is playing some exceptional tennis, and he's not getting the recognition that he probably deserves. Um, it just felt that kind of game to me. You know, it just felt that the public now, uh, uh, we've seen that we've seen the future tennis king. Um, whether it's probably right to rule out Djokovic, as you say, but certainly the betting markets are going to sit up and pay a lot of attention to Alcaraz now, aren't they? Yeah, I mean, we've not been getting much value on Alcaraz for the last few weeks. I was, we had been, didn't we, in Barcelona, but it was, you know, it was 11 to 4. It was, yeah, you know, I'm a bit nervy about those sort of prices. You know, I like, I like a much bigger price. But um, yeah, I don't think you're not going to get any value on Alcaraz now. I mean, to answer your question, is there a changing of the guard in men's tennis? I think it's a bit early to say, um, to say that because Nadal was absolutely nowhere near as we expected this week in Madrid you know, after his rib injury. So he beat a, he beat a hobbled and an unfit Nadal and, and a not 100% by any means Djokovic. So, you know, it's, it's just a little bit early, I think, to, to be um, to be calling Alcaraz, um, you know, future 15-time Grand Slammer and all, or whatever you want. He's obviously going to be a fabulous player. He's obviously going to win some Grand Slams, but we, you know, we just, we don't know. It's a bit early, I think, to say. Well, I mean, he, he, he's pretty much made history now, hasn't he? He's reached the final. We're not quite sure who he's going to play. It's going to be between Sitsipas and Zverev. Obviously, we've got Sitsipas as our each play play from last week's podcast. We need Sitsipas to win this game. Um, but I think whoever mm. wins that game will have a think to themselves, you know, I've got half a chance here because uh, 
that match would have taken so much out of the young lad, not only uh, physically, but mentally as well. Yeah, the, the, the Nadal match would have done the same, you know, because he had a, he had an injury to contend with there as well, didn't he? He turned his ankle quite badly. And I think he said afterwards he was thinking about retiring, but obviously didn't want to. Um, and we didn't know how he was going to shape up today after that that injury. Um, and he, he seemed absolutely fine. Um, so, yeah, I mean, as far as the, the final is concerned tomorrow, tomorrow I, he's already beaten Sitsipas pretty pretty comfortably, didn't he, really, in, in Barcelona. He, he went AWOL for a set there, but he's still... He was still a class above Sitsipas. Um and, I, and I'm saying it's going to be Sitsipas purely because Sitsipas has such a good record against Ferro. Oh, I think it's going to be a bit more interesting. I, we we got our Sitsipas uh, betting voucher here. We want him. To, we don't want the place money. We want the win money as well. So uh, hopefully we get the final we want tomorrow. Sitsipas against Alcaraz, but uh, Alcaraz. But yeah, I mean, to, to go back to the other point you were making, fatigue could that that could that could be a big factor, yeah. I think mentally as well. I mean, he's, is he the first? He's the first player since David Nalbandian to beat uh, both um, Djokovic and Nadal um, now to, to reach to, in, in a tournament. Is that correct? Something like that. I don't know. <laughs> he only beat him about five minutes ago. <laughs> no, I think it's true. I, think I, saw, I read something going into the tournament. There. I think David Nalbandian was the last person to beat Djokovic and Nadal. Um, and and in a, in the same tournament, so that shows he you did how do it. Yeah, he did do it. I think it was in, in Paris. I think a long, quite a long time ago. I'm not sure if it's been done since. I, I couldn't. I couldn't say. I don't. I don't think. Well, I think what you were so we were just talking there about you know the, the Alcaraz and saying that potentially you know he he may not be that we may we may be reading a little bit too much into this team sensation in the tennis world. But we've got Bet Rivers odds out for the Italian uh, Masters, which starts. On uh, on Sunday, uh, the qualifiers go through, but the main draw starts on Monday. Um, and look at it, look at it, it's hot off the press. And the tournament favourite this week is a certain Carlos Alcaraz at plus two sixty. Now, yeah. this must well, this will be the first time I I can ever remember since Federer at Wimbledon or, or Federer at his peak, where Djokovic and uh, and Nadal, especially in a clay court tournament, I, I can't ever remember Nadal not being a favourite for a tournament that he's ever entered. He's not the favourite tomorrow. Now, bearing in mind what you're saying, uh, sorry, this week, bearing in mind what you're saying about we may be getting carried away about Alcaraz, where do you, you know, on your ratings, and, and especially what we've just seen here, so fatigue, even if he gets to the final, he, he could struggle or he could win another long final. Do you agree mm. with that assessment that he's plus 260? Or do you think that the, the reason why he's the favourite is because Bet Rivers know now that the public are just going to bet this lad whatever he does? Yeah, I think it's the latter. Um, I think if you're back in Alcaraz at, at plus 260 for Rome, I think, you, I think you're taking a big chance. He may not, he may not play um, yeah. after this. You know, he's, he's had a, 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 a battle against Nadal, beating Nadal, you know, in Madrid. A massive emotional um, drain of energy there. And he's the three and a half hours against Djokovic. He hasn't even played the final yet. And he's had a, <laughs> a twisted ankle. And you're asking him to then come out in completely different conditions, uh, you know, at sea level um, in Rome and win that as well. I mean, no one's won Rome and Madrid back to back since Nadal in 2013. It's, it's, it's incredibly difficult to go from one tournament to the next in such different conditions in such a short space of time and win them as, as history has shown us. Um, so I think if you if you're back in Alcaraz at that price, I think you you, you are getting a little bit carried away. He may win it. I, I, it's I think it's a hell of an ask. 
Mm, I couldn't agree more. I mean, I, I'm still surprised. I mean, I think Nadal, obviously, with the way he's, he's getting better and better. But before we go into the, the rest of the draw and the rest of the bracket, um, you touched on it there. We're at sea level this week in Rome. Obviously, there's a lot of people who are, who are following tennis for the first time on this podcast. You explained last week about altitude. Could you give us a little bit of a rundown of the conditions that the players will find themselves in Rome this week and, and what players should we be looking for and what players won't be suited on the slow conditions in Rome? Yeah, I mean, it makes a change for me not to be talking about rain, doesn't it? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I think I've mentioned that pretty much every week so far. It's 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 actually going to be a little bit showery um, for the next couple of days in Rome. But we're after after two well after Monday, Tuesday to Sunday, it's supposed to be really sunny, like twenty seven degrees um, every day. Um, so you're going to get decent conditions for playing. It's not it's not it's not going to be too slow. It's not going to be as quick as Madrid. Um, because of the altitude, the balls fly. As I mentioned last week, the balls fly through the air a lot quicker in Madrid, although the surface on Madrid isn't isn't particularly quick. Um, so we're going to see um, some some interesting stuff in Rome this week in terms of um, in terms of the type of players that are going to do well. We're not looking at the kind of players in Madrid that, that we were in Madrid in terms of the hardcore players. Um, players like Schwartzman has, has done really well in Rome over the years. Um, semi-final and a final there. Uh, and the, the other thing to bear in mind about Rome is in the Rome conditions is that it gets a lot colder and slower at night. Um, so that's something to bear in mind. Yeah, I mean, let's have a look at the conditions. And we, we've obviously said that Alcaraz is the, is the plus 260 favourite. Last week, we highlighted a real, real difference in the draw. The top half was loaded. The bottom half was that we, we gave two plays in the bottom half of the draw. And hopefully we're going to get one of them in the final. This this draw looks a little bit more even now, but obviously the main two in the top of Djokovic and Nadal. Nadal is the second favourite. He, he must be hurt that he's not the favourite. You know, this is a man who's won this tournament 10 times. 16 of the last 17 finals on this tournament have, have consisted of either uh, Rafael Nadal or Novak Djokovic. And there's this young upstart who's now uh, coming over and making the tournament favourite. What did you make of Nadal? I mean, he's had his problems, his, his injury problems, as you said, the rib injury. But overall, uh, last week, what, what did you make of Nadal? What, you know, where do you think his mind is coming into this in this tournament? Well, I think I mentioned last week that I'm, I didn't think he'd play Madrid if it wasn't for the fact that he was Madrid. Um and he, he was really rusty, wasn't he, in, in Madrid? Goffin should have beaten him um, in the match that they played. Nadal ended up sneaking through there, didn't he, in a final set tiebreak. Um, I think he'd have been, it's hard to say, I think he'd have been reasonably pleased that he was able to play Madrid. I think we'll see a slightly better Nadal in, in Rome, where the conditions do suit him a little bit better. You know, he's won, he's won Madrid only, only five times. Madrid uh, and Rome 10 times. So quite clearly, um, he, he prefers the conditions in Rome. And it, it, it is important, well, the point that I mentioned earlier about the night sessions, it, it does get very cold and very slow and very humid and the balls fluff up at night. So the conditions, if you've got 27 degree heat during the day, th there'll be quite a stark contrast between that those conditions and what you see at night. Sometimes it's chilly, the, the puffer jackets are on. Um and, Gucci, and Gucci was, they're Gucci puffer jackets as well. Gucci puffer jackets, yeah, not, not, not the GK Max. Not the ones that we wear. It's Gucci ones. <laughs> yeah, so and uh, so that 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 has helped Nadal to to some degree. Um, you know, the, the slower conditions, it's not it's not flying at him at altitude. Um, but he, he he needs to improve. You know, he 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 wasn't he wasn't great in Madrid, but we did expect that. I think we'll see an improved Nadal this week. Whether it's good enough is is you know that remains to be seen. 
Uh, third favourite, world number one, Novak Djokovic, um, just come through again. You, you said there that you thought, you know, Djokovic's levels were back to what we expect, Novak Djokovic, and that's absolutely rightly so. But in that third set, he did have a trainer on. Um, you know, he, he, will, he, will he be rushing to get back into this tournament? You know, is he talking, you know, you talk about maybe you're not even, uh, Alcaraz not playing. Is there, is there a slight doubt that Djokovic will? participate in this game he's plus 350 um got a fairly decent draw we'll come on to the draw in a second but um yeah i think it was like yeah i i just thought that the first the first day in particular against alcaraz was was not exactly vintage Djokovic, but not a million miles away and he was a million miles away in belgrade um and, and monte carlo he was, he was nowhere near i'm not saying he's absolutely back to his best of course not not yet but i'm saying there was a, a marked improvement in his level, um, a very big improvement. I'd an improvement so big that I wasn't quite expecting it to be that that large. But, um, but yeah, he'll, he'll be playing next week, and he, he, you know he's got a great. What's he won? Eighty six percent of his matches, career matches in Rome. Mm-hmm. Um, you know he, he he loves it there. Um, so we're we're going to see a big a big effort from from Djokovic. But the, the question is still there for me about the physicality. As I said, the level of tennis was there against Alcaraz, certainly in the first set and, and sporadically throughout the match. Um, but can he keep it up for, for the full week? You know, he, he had no, no test at all against Monfils, no test at all against a really disappointing Hercash. Uh, and then to go from that to this three and a half hour epic, um, you know, it's a big step up for him. And we'll, we'll, have to, we'll just have to see if he's got the legs next week. We, mm. we, we, honestly, we honestly don't know. Yeah, it's interesting now. And, then, and obviously... There's a, there's like the top five now being formed in tennis, isn't there? Especially as the betting's turned it up, and obviously sits a pass in decent form this week. He's five to one. He's in the bottom half of the draw alongside his old. He always seems to be drawn in the same sort of section or draw as Alexander Zverev. They seem to always meet in the quarterfinal, semifinal. Those two will be as likely to meet in the semifinal, providing that Zverev gets past Alcaraz. Um, Zverev is six to one. Out of the two of them, you know, it, it all really depends who gets to the final, doesn't it? This week and see, you know, it, uh, it's uh, in Madrid and seeing how the final goes, really, to before we can have a judge a real opinion of those two. Yeah, I mean, it, it's it's almost the same draw, isn't it, as last week? Mm. All, 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 that's, all that's changed, really, is Felix Auger, Aliasim is in the top half and Alcaraz in the bottom half. If you just twist, twist those two around, it's exactly the same draw as last week, mm. um, which... Which is Rublev, Sitsipas, Alcaraz, and Zverev in the bottom half of the draw this time. I think you have to hear, you have to give the advantage to Sitsipas over Zverev on clay. Mm. Um, you know, it wasn't even close in Monte Carlo, was it? Um, it was, it was, a, it was completely one-sided. Um, it, it, it just seems to me that that Sitsipas on clay, he just has Zverev's number, and I, I'm, I'm just not seeing this consistency with Zverev. It's just not there. You know, he, he, he's all over the place. He hit nine double faults, I think it was, again, the other day. His serve sometimes just completely disappears. His ground shots, they're either there or they aren't. He, he, he's a really hard guy to judge for me, he's very... I find him, I find him tough, a tough guy to call. So you just I, don't know what his level's going to be. I did say to you a couple of weeks ago on the, on the podcast, you know, I felt, as, as someone who's bet tennis like yourself for... Uh, many a few years now. Um, I, I think we're in a real, real difficult time now in tennis betting in terms of grading these players. You know, I used mm. to have, I've had a rate, I have a rating system. I used to have a rating system where, you know, Feder would be a hundred on grass. And if someone was uh, minus $2 against him, that player would get a rating of 50. If someone was minus $3, 33. 
I think now it's very, very difficult. The injuries of the players, the age of the players, how to rate them. Um, you know, I think the likes of Nadal and Djokovic are much more um, vulnerable early than they've ever been before. Um, once they get to the mm. final and they, if they play into Alcaraz, then obviously there's a huge amount of pressure on the on Alcaraz and they, their experience comes into account, which makes it probably that you have to adjust the rating. But I feel now it's probably one of the most difficult transitional periods in tennis betting that I can remember for a long period of time because the names of the Djokovic, the names of the Nadals, the names of the Federer, Andy Murray's, they're not there anymore. And, and it's very hard because, like you say, you've got absolutely no idea what Alexander's is going to turn up. You know, you've got no idea what fitness yeah. the Dow is in. And it's really, I, find, I think this is a really, really, really difficult period of tennis betting. It is because before you could rely on you could rely on the Djokovic's and the, the Nadal's and the Federer's and the Murray's, even the Vavrinkas to, to kind of show up and you knew what they were going to produce. Um, now they're all at the back end of their career, um, you know, really in the twilight of their career, some of them. And, and you're right, you, d you don't know how they're going to be. Like we, we're talking, we've just spent a few minutes talking about Djokovic's fitness. Has he got the legs now? Um, you know, you, we don't know. We don't know what Zverev's going to produce. Sitsipas, we, we tend to know what he's going to produce. He, he's, he's one of the guys, I think you can, you can pretty much get a level on him. Mm. Um, but the rest of them, they, they are very in and out, aren't they? Mm. Sinner, we had last week, and we both agreed he was a, he was a decent bet at 33 to 1. It, it, decent for the first couple of rounds, and then he got absolutely crushed, didn't he, by Felix Auger Aliasim, who's shown himself, has shown very little on the clay. Um, that was, a, that was a very painful defeat to take that one. I, I it was just a, these these no shows. Uh, we we we're not used to seeing them, are we? At the top of men's tennis, Herkash, he did what we expected of him. He got to the quarterfinals. He had a chance against Djokovic, who who hadn't played for a couple of days because Murray withdrew. Um, you know, you sh if you're Herkash coming into that match, and he's got a good record as an underdog against against top ten players. Um, you know, he's beaten Federer on centre court at Wimbledon. He's, he's, he's done these things. And he, he came into that. I don't know when you saw that match, but he, he came into it and he just, he just didn't look like he was, he had any sort of belief to him at all. Mm. And they, they do that, these guys. They, 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 the Herkashes and the, and the Zverevs. They, they, sometimes they just don't turn up. Mm. Uh, it does make it, it does make it tricky. It's very tricky at the moment. I find it, I find it hard. Uh, so we looked at the top five. Obviously, the, the, the contenders outside to the tournament, Casper Rudd, who's not in any form whatsoever. He's 14 to 1 in the top half of the draw, alongside Nadal and Djokovic. Yeah. In the bottom half of the draw, Rublev at 12. We've said many times we can never get a read on him. He could be, I, I still think he's probably one of the most overrated players in the men's game, uh, Rublev. Um, Sinner. 18 to 1. Uh, could we trust him again? But he will be very popular because he's got the home support. Uh, he's in the bottom half of the draw. So I know your 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 sort of tennis philosophy over the years, and where you've had some great success on the outright markets, you're looking for a bigger price, bigger, you know, and opposing those favourites. So when you yeah. consider what Djokovic has just come through, when you consider that Alcaraz has had an injury and he's going to be he's going to be absolutely exhausted coming in a quick turnaround to to, uh, to Italy, and obviously with Nadal, we never we don't know what's going to turn up, and they are. Plus two sixty, plus three dollars, plus three fifty. The strategy this week has to be to look for people further down the list. And I know you probably have a couple of players that we should cast our eyes over. Who have you uh, got on the on the on the on the future market? Yeah, I mean, this to be honest, this tournament has not been it's not been a friend to me over the years. No, uh, and I'll I'll tell you why because uh, um, 
the only player since Felix Mantia, who you might remember, yeah. uh, won it in 2003. The only player since then to have won Rome and not had a major title at some point in his career is, is Zverev. Every single other person since Mantia in 2003 has been a major winner. Um, so that, 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 if you're following the trends, that takes out half the field. But, you know, are, are these Nadals and Djokovic's the same players that they were 10 years ago? Obviously not. So on that basis, what I'm looking at in the, in the top half, I think there could be a, a case to be made for Schwartzman. Um, he, as I mentioned last week, he, he dislikes playing at altitude. And it was another, it was another typical no-show from him really in Madrid last week. He just doesn't fancy it there. He doesn't like it. Ball bounces up too high for him. But Rome, as I as I mentioned earlier, you know, he's, he's a semi-finalist and a finalist, um, former, former semi-finalist, former finalist in Rome. I think he's gonna fancy it this week. If he, he's um part of the draw, where is he? Um he's he in the same little, Yeah, he's he's in the same section as Felix, isn't he? So you would fancy him to win that. But a tough opening match against Kekmanovic, but he's got... Well, that's the thing. I was looking at the, the opening game there, thinking and Kekmanovic is... He played well, I thought, last week against the Dowden. First set was poor, but second set, he had chances. And he's a, a player that we've mentioned before that the public likes. So you may be able to get a decent price on Schwarzman to win his match in that game as well. Uh, what price is he on the outright, Schwarzman, to win to win the tournament? I think he's about 45. Right. He's about 45 to 1, Bet Rivers, I think. Um... Yeah, the he's got. I think he'll beat Kekmanovic. I, I, I think it's too slow for Kekmanovic. It, Schwartzman's had his number massively um, when they've played before. I know it's a different, a new Kekmanovic now, if you like. But I still fancy Schwartzman to win that. I fancy him to beat Felix. And then, mm. you know, we're into the situation then where we're thinking, well, could he beat Djokovic? Well, yeah, possibly. Um, you wouldn't rule it out on, on, on what we've seen from, from Djokovic in the last few weeks. We don't know if he's got the legs, as we've mentioned before. By the time he gets to that um, quarterfinal stage, he, you know, he could be exhausted. So Schwartzman, I think, in the top half of the draw, is probably the one for a bit of value at about 45 to 1. He's got to play uh, Djokovic and then potentially play Nadal, try to emulate what uh, Alcaraz has just done this week, beat the two of them. But uh, I, I actually um, highlighted that section uh, of the draw where there will be a potential quarterfinals, and obviously Schwartzman was one of the ones that I quite like there. I, I just feel that like, exactly the same as you. I think that Djokovic, if he does get through the quarterfinals, he will be absolutely <laughs> exhausted. I mean, he's got to play Karatsev as well, which won't be, it could be, a, could be a, a test as well before he even gets to that stage. So Schwartzman looks as though the guy, he's the guy that we like as an each way play, or would you bet him win only in that top half? I think we've got to go each way, haven't we? 45 okay. to 1. You know, so you'd 40- be. It'd be, you'd be one of those ones where in the semi, you, you know, he's got a semi-final, a 50-50 semi-final. He's just thinking, oh, why don't I take the each way? Yeah. Um, I think at that price, you can afford to, can't you? Yeah. So if you're new to, uh, to betting um, on each way betting, it's probably the one question, it's probably the, that's probably the question I get sent the most on Twitter from American betters on golf and tennis. What is each way betting? Well, each way betting is a half the odds to make the final. So if he's 45 to one, uh, the price is 22 and a half to one to make the final. And you will have to effectively two wages. You'll have, say you had $10 each way, $10 would be on uh, um, Schwarzman to win at 45 to one. The other $10 would be on to make the final at 22 and a half to one. So you just half the odds of the player or we want to choice and you'll have two wages. So in the top half, we're going for Diego Schwartzman, a man who's made the final and the semi-final here. And a man who's always uh, someone as a leading contender on the slow services on the European clay court scene. In the bottom half, um, I've got a feeling you might 
stick with your man from last week. I thought I thought I thought you would might stick with the uh, Yannick Sinner again, Hishaw. Yeah. He just annoyed. Uh, it's just these no shows. He, he, he does this quite often. So I know he's a young player. He's, he's not that young, you know. He's, he's, it's not even his first season. He, 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 sometimes he just shows up to big matches. He just doesn't. He just does. He's just not there, and he gets brushed aside. And that, that, and the fact I, I don't. I'm not convinced about him playing at home. I mean, the Italians, from my memory, don't have a particularly great record in, you know, in Rome. Uh, Fognini's never really done done much um, at the Rome Masters. Um, it's one of them. If you think if you think the home crowd is going to inspire Sinner, then then yeah, quite possibly. We we know he can produce better than what he's produced so far this season. We know that. Um, the question is, when is he going to start producing mm. his better tennis? Um, what is he about eighteen to one? Yeah, like a little bit too low, considering thirty three to one last week in in a similar yeah. draw. So he's, I can tell by your face, he's, he's been more of a, he's been no saint to you, he's been a sinner to you. Yeah, <laughs> your that. reaction, you're not going to be betting in this week. You, I wouldn't want to fall no, out of you, I'm Sean. Not. I wouldn't want to fall out of you because you, you just said that was it. <laughs> that was like, you've let me down now once and there's no way back. You, so sinner's definitely off the You Christmas did that. You, didn't you do that with live each the other week? Yeah, yeah, I know, I know. And, and I was right to do so. The, the, that game as well, he, he, he was brilliant in the first set, went all the way to the end and did exactly what he did the week before. So uh, me and Lajovic aren't friends and, and you and uh, Yannick Sinner are, are not on speaking terms at the moment. I, 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 don't mind being on, I don't mind being on speaking terms with anybody at the right price, but I think 18, <laughs> 18 to 1. As you say, I'm, I'm, I'm quite intrigued at who you're going to go for here because I, okay. you know, I, I, can't, I can't see you liking... The three leading contenders in that bottom half, our Kras, we, we've all we're both mentioned that he's, he's no value at all, won't even play. I can't yeah. see you taking Sitsapas at five. I can't see you taking Zvera at seven. We know Sinner's not your friend at the moment. Rublev at um, 12s. So I'm quite intrigued who you think could get through that that section. Well, I think I, I saw I saw 66 to one about Cam Norrie earlier on. Right. I know some people are going to think, what? <laughs> but he, he, he is extremely good, extremely effective clay court player. Did, I don't know whether you saw the match Norrie against Alcaraz a few days ago. Mm. I mean, there was, there was nothing in that. There was two points in it overall. I think Alcaraz scored something like 104 and, and Norrie was 102. It was very, very close. Um, I think Norrie's got a chance here. You know, he's, he's, he's obviously a big price. It's obviously a, a small each way bet. Um, but if you're looking at the draw, he's got, his early draw looks very comfortable indeed. He's got an Italian wild card first up, possibly another one next up, or someone like Garen who's got no form. Chilich, who we know is not comfortable on slow surfaces. And if we're, if we're, if we're saying, and, and I think we are, that Alcaraz may well either be a no-show or, a, or a, a limited by injury show this week, then that little section, to me, Norrie can get through that without any problems at all. Obviously, that this whole strategy is, is based around uh, Alcaraz not either not showing up or not performing at his best. But that, that's a, that, those are two distinct possibilities. And if he gets through that, then he's in. Then he's got a, a quarter final with someone with maybe Zverev. It's not exactly frightening um, <laughs> as, at the moment, is it? I, I, I just think there's a possibility there for, for Norrie. He's got the statistics on clay. Um, to, to, to back up my thoughts on this. Um, and as I say, a couple of points away from Alcaraz over three sets and, and three hours, that's pretty good form. 
Um, I just think he's, I think if you're going for a big price uh, contender at the bottom half of that draw, I think he's your man. Yeah, you've convinced me. I'm going to be having a couple of pounds each way on uh, on Norrie there. So in the top half of the draw, we're going for Diego Schwartzman at 45 to 1 each way. And in the bottom half, Cam Norrie, uh, Great Marines, Cam Norrie, 66 to 1. Obviously, each way betting, you'll get 33 to 1 about him getting through to the final. His route uh, likely to be in the quarterfinal, last 16, sorry, against Alcaraz. Uh, but we doubt whether Alcaraz might comp- might not compete this week. And also, if he does, what kind of form he's going to be after what has been a, a huge week for him and um, emotionally and obviously physically as well. It's quite hard to look at the, the match bets, isn't it, Sean? Because there's a lot of qualifiers to come into the draw. Um, not really. We're not, we're not really quite sure. What, you and what have you liked? Anything, anything you like? There's a few. We should just say Alcaraz has never played Rome either, by the way. So he's he, you're asking him to win it on his debut after all that. And possibly carrying an injury. You know, it's something else to throw into the mix. It's new conditions. He's never played. Um, so as far as the match bets are concerned... Um, I've highlighted a couple here. The one I thought was just a, a, a bizarre price was was Pablo Carreño Buster at one to four to beat Del Bonis. I, 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 I'm not sure where that price is coming from. Are you? I mean, what? No. Obviously, you make him favourite, but one to four. They, they've played a numerous times on clay. I think they've played um, eight times. Del Bonis has won five of their eight matches. Um, Del Bonis made the quarterfinals at Rome last year, so it's it's. He's much. He's a classic example. Like you were talking earlier about players that maybe you wouldn't fancy Madrid, but you would in Rome. He's certainly won because I think I, I mentioned last week about his long back swings and the fact that he can be rushed in quick conditions. The opposite is true here. He's got time on the ball, um, so he, he's proved it by making the quarterfinals a year ago. He's got Karini, but he may not win this match. But this this is the one for handicap bets, I think, because statistically, I've looked at the stats on the head to head. And there's, there's nothing in it. If anything, it slightly favours um, Del Bonis. So I'm not... The only reason that I can think of that, that, that the, the price is so short here is because Del Bonis hasn't been in great form lately. Mm. But, you know, it's all on, on, on a horses for courses basis. I think, it's, I think he's got a decent chance of at least, at least testing um, Karenia Buster. I mean, six, six, of their opening, six of their seven opening sets on clay have gone to at least either 7-5 or 7-6. So they've been, and as I said, their bonus has won five of their eight matches. So it's, it, it, I just find it that nice. Karina Buster, Karina Buster is probably arguably, arguably a much better player on hardcore, isn't he? He's been much better at the, the Australian Open and yeah. US Open. He's more comfortable there. He's not. You wouldn't say he's one of those Spanish slow. No, he's not. Players, he, so he, he, he's a flat hitter. Yeah, he's, he's he's achieved some good success on on quick hard courts. Um, I just think. I just think that the layers are just overreacting here to a poor run of form from Del Bonis and the fact that Carreño Gusto, you know, played pretty, he's been playing pretty well lately. He got to the final of Barcelona, beat mm. Casper Rude, um, lost last week from from a ridiculous position. He was 100 to one on in 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 play, I think, against Van der Zanschel, something like a set and five two up and lost um, in Madrid. But um, yeah, I think the, the stats for me just yeah, definitely either plus. Plus uh, one and a half sets, or, or or on the games handicap, I think, or even over the total games. Yeah, Any of those plays will yeah. work. For so me. we're going to try oppose Karina Buster in lots of different markets. They'll want a, Bonnes is the man. The Argentinian uh, in slower conditions will suit. Anybody else you like? Quickly running out a little bit of time, Sean. So if any. Okay, else um, Jensen Brooksby is um, a prospect we've, that many people have been talking about. Um, 
but he, he's more of a redirector of pace on hard courts. He's, he's yet to win a match on clay at the main level. He's, he's only played three, but he's lost them all. I don't think he's even won a set, actually. Um, and he was absolutely crushed last week by Bautista. I've got I think it was something like six loves, six two or something like that. Doesn't seem to have found any sort of way to play on clay. So he's worth taking on against um, uh, Caboli, who's, who's obviously an Italian player, is going to be highly motivated. Did well in the Rome Challenger last week, beat Borna Koric, got to the semi-finals. He's won a, a challenger on clay already this season. Um, played pretty well last time he made and played um, the main level. Uh, beat Marcos Giron and then lost in the final set to Ibrecht Struff in Parma last year. So this 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 guy can play and I think he's worth a chance against um, Brooksby. He hasn't shown anything on clay. So. What what price are we getting for the Koboli? I think he was about 2.6 or something like oh, that. That's, that's far too big. That is far too big. I have actually, I I put my a star next to, to oppose Brooksby and uh, on my, I just do a rough tissue. I thought it'd be about 2.1, 2.6. No, he's, he's definitely favourite. He, he was, the price, the first price I saw him was about 1.56 or something like that on Brooksby. Wow. I mean, um, yeah, cool. cool. I'll put up 2.6 and cool. well, he's too big. Well, I like that one a lot. Any, any, any other ones one. we've got? Um, the other one, um, another guy who let me down last week. So he's in the blacklist, uh, Cash. Um, not sure if he's got a bit of a wrist injury. He had a medical timeout for a wrist injury um, last week. And him as favourite against Goffan. Goffan plays well in Rome. Mm. Um, should have beaten Nadal last week. Typical Goffan didn't didn't really have the nerve for it, did he? Um, but he's underdog against her catch. So I, I quite like that play. I think Goffin's got a chance there. I think it's um, that one's going to be... I'd say that was about an even money match and you're getting about 2.5, I think, on Goffan. So possibility there. So there you go. Uh, we've got three outsiders on the matches. Uh, we've got for Del Bonne, perhaps a better play to play on the the handicap or plus one and a half sets. All the total games, we think he's going to give a real good account of himself against Pablo Carina Buster. We've got Corboli to beat Jensen Brooksby, a man who is not at all at ease on clay and they don't come as much slower than in Rome. So we think the conditions may beat Brooksby there. And also we're going to go for Goffin against uh, Herkash. Um, told you last week, we, Sean was very keen on Herkash and he let him down. And look, he's not, not laughing him back in again. He's, he's in the, he's, a, he's in the, he's in with Sinner. He's in the, he's in the bad books with Sinner. And the outrights we've got for Schwartzman at 45 to one each way. And in the bottom half, Cam Norrie at 66 to one. Sort of the word of advice is Alcaraz, um, the, part, the market may have fallen in love with this young kid, but we're not quite sure. The odds aren't any value. We can't have him at 2.6. So in a tournament, that we think that he may not even maybe even compete. There's a good chance he might not even compete. So there's got to be some value opposing him. Um, just before I go, if you want to give uh, Sean a follow on Twitter, where can they follow you, Sean? Um, at Sean Calvert One on Twitter. Yeah, and you can also follow me at CD underscore Nigel. Please remember to subscribe to the Bet Rivers Network. Give us a review. Uh, you can download all the podcasts on any sort of your podcast provider. And fantastic news. We're into the top 10, Sean, in, um, in podcast downloads for tennis in, across America yeah. and Canada. We're on, I think we're on the third I think we're number 13 or 14 in England, uh, Great Britain, sorry. Um, so we're not doing so well, but the, the Canadian and the American support has got us into the top 10. We want to be top five by the time of the French Open. And when the French Open comes around, we've got a very special game, better match 
with two extra guests as well. It's going to be a bumper edition of that. Uh, Sean, have a great weekend. Uh, stay safe, and uh, hopefully we come back next week, and hopefully we can get Sitsa Pass into the final and uh, get a win over Alcaraz to give us a tournament winner in uh, in Madrid as well before we head across to Rome. Uh, thanks very much for uh, subscribing. Thanks for watching, and please remember to gamble responsibly. Take care. Thanks for listening to Betting Weekly Game Bet Match on the Bet Rivers Network.